Welcome to the EBC podcast, More Than Fitness. With a combined 50 years worth of experience and knowledge in the industry, we're going to have an open discussion on everything fitness and more. Hosted by myself, Wes, an EBC director, James Sweeney, a sports scientist and EBC director, Glyn Roberts, a former Royal Marine and EBC director, and Will Young, our online coach specialist and EBC instructor. Right, welcome back, guys, to the EBC podcast, More Than Fitness. Um, today we're going to be looking at Q&As. So we've asked our members across all locations, send us some, some questions. <clears throat> we're, I'm going to throw them out to the boys live. Sweeney's got one, I think, coming really late, really late doors. He's going to start two, it. There was two, actually. Two, two in really One of them late. was a bit inappropriate about your tan lines, which I won't mention. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, it was a short right, thing. And, and, and the other one was, is Wes actually that short? And it was like... Harsh, but yeah, yes, yeah. That was so <laughs> awkward, like, is that where we're going to go? Is that, yeah, is that your actual question? <laughs> that was the actual question. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Yeah, that's brilliant. basically what it is. So oh, glad I, thought, you I thought you had a good one. Contributed. Absolutely awesome. At least you didn't bring up the genie. No, no. no that's, that's later. That's later. The wishes. Right. Go on. I mean, let's, 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 come on, mate. Right, let's go. Absolute. Right, guys. So, firstly, please like and subscribe. Every every single bit of feedback we've had so far has been really positive. I don't know about you guys, but everyone that's spoken to me have always said good things. Uh, the only thing I had was, Will, stop wearing a hat because everyone wants to see your face. Uh, Glyn, I'm not going to tell you what they told me about you, but we'll carry on. <laughs> and Swain, if you could just keep repeating yourself, that'd be really good. Like a parrot. Like a parrot. <laughs> uh, it's reinforcement, mate. It's reinforcement. It's just investment. It's just reinforcement. I have to say things three times for Glyn to understand. That's basically, that's basically what it is. You know what it is, mate? It's because I've known you so long, I just naturally switch, switch off, off to yeah, your talking. No, that's, a fair, that's a fair comment. Yeah. It's, a fair it's like comment. a marriage, this is, isn't it? Yeah, it's a fair comment. And that, make, that, that, makes you the, that makes you the woman. Put your hand up. I will own that one. Is what it is. is what it is. Right, guys, we're going to dive straight in. So we've got quite a few questions. Um, first one that was sent in. Um, I'm going to keep them completely anonymous, um, mainly because I didn't write down who they were from. Uh, if there if there was one thing you could add to EBC and one thing, if anything, you could take away slash change, what would it be and why? Will, you are the uh, the youngest one at the table. Oh, I have to start, do I? Yeah. One thing I can add to EBC. No time to even think about this one. Mate, um, I, I don't like giving you any time. It's killed you, it's killed you, isn't it? Yeah. But just remember, you've only got 50 words on that mic. <laughs> yeah, good one. It's re- recycling my banter with, by the way. Recycling let me, let me other thing. Who's got one? <clears throat> Jim's definitely going go to answer go, to this go on do it read it again Wes read something it again, you would please. add so if there was one thing you could add to EBC and one thing if anything you could take away slash change what would it be and why I think one of the things to take away is that sometimes when people start you know their starting point they forget that quite quickly and you as a trainer you see someone you know over the period of maybe a month or six weeks you see them improve quite a bit and I think because of the nature of the training is always tough and we, we, we basically take people out of their comfort zone, they don't nece- necessarily see themselves getting any better and improving. They don't see the progress. And I think one of the things I would change is that maybe we put like a metric in at the start for, for people where they can actually start tracking um, their progress because it's quite significant. The first, there's a couple of people at, um, at Chelmsford at the minute you know, they've come a long way, but I don't think they can see they've come a long way. Yeah. You know, even just getting around like part of a session, you know, something, sometimes we do a bit of a run out or whatever. And it's, that's really, really important to acknowledge for the people that are starting out and the members that are starting out. Yeah. So that's something over that's true, time yeah. that I think probably we could have tried to improve a little bit. It's an interesting point that you make there actually, because I said to one of the sessions I did 
of a couple of sessions I've done at um, Brentwood recently is I've taken <clears throat> snippets away from my own track training and taking it over there. And I've been making them do, I mean, it's, I call it, keep calling it run club because I'm, I'm basically making them do timed intervals using the football pitch like an athletics track, like 800 metres, 400 metre interval timed. And they are hard, hard. That's really hard. When I set them a target and if they don't beat <laughs> it, they get basically a punishment. Mm-hmm. So their mindset is beat, beat, beat. And going on what from Jim said there, I, I pulled them to the side the other day and I gave them a massive chuck up and said to them, I don't think you realise how hard this session yeah. is. Mm. It's brutal. And, you know, they're, they're all still there going, oh, this is so hard. They're on the floor feeling a bit like one of them members, Dawn, like Dawn Fagent's over there, shout out to Dawn. She's a little animal, right? And she was on the floor going, <laughs> like, and I just went, this is hard. That's you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> hard session. She was, she was like, <laughs> in the corner. It's a tough session. It is, it is But what they though, don't realise is how fit they've yeah. got from mm. doing the training because yeah. we pushed them hard. Yeah, and because they're always around the same people as well, so they're always just working off of each other. Mm. So but if you put them in another location, they're probably going to say, well, Look at how much I'm progressing and stuff. You're so always things, around the same people, isn't things it? Things come to you as, you as you're talking as well. Like Also, if you were to write that, if you, if you were to program out, this is what you're doing today in terms of reps, exercises, you'd be like, this is what we're doing, guys. Someone, they'd be like, I can't do that. Yeah. yeah. And yet they do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, how, how many times have you had someone at the end of the session that tracks their, the distance or anything from the Garmin and go, we've just covered 5K? And you're like, yeah, yeah 5K plus how many reps? How many reps? Yeah. I mean, sure. some people can't go and run 5K full stop, let alone chuck in... Every other exercise, carry, lift, throw, God knows what else we chuck into that hour. They, they that, so this it's an interesting point because I, people definitely don't realise how effective the training is because mm. it really is effective because everything's it's so different all the time. You're constantly challenging a different metric of the body, aren't you? Mm. A different dynamic, you know. So I mean, that's that's an interesting point. I think things to add as well. I think you know some of the th- some some of those things. Given an example. Some of the bits we're doing with the 60 day challenge that obviously, you know, we've been working on over time and Will's been quite influential on, like that's answering some of the problems. So some of the problems yeah. we've got with the business or some of the things that we change, we are trying to address. Yeah. So the metrics are put in there on the 60 day challenge to, to start to measure where people are at and improve. Um, and obviously some of, some of the other bits and pieces maybe that we're not, you know, the moving parts that we're not comfortable with, we're behind the scenes, we're trying to improve. Which yeah. every every area. Yeah, we are. I mean, yeah. we are definitely deep diving the business at all at all angles, trying to mm. figure out different ways, different solutions, how we can evolve it. Yeah, that's like that. I mean, one of the things for me, I don't know what you guys think, is I think when someone comes in fresh off and they've not trained <clears> for so many years, and they've got that bug and they want to go really hard, but what they end up doing is actually doing four sessions in in a week, four sessions second week, and, injuring and themselves. then they hurt themselves, yep. and it really sets them back so much, <clears> and they get really disheartened and actually end up losing those people. Mm. I think for me, something I'd probably look to change is building stages into their training, just managing that, so it? managing their training expectations and not just going a hundred miles an hour straight yeah, off the bat. That's a good point. I was going to say a kind of similar thing, but not not necessarily something I would change, but to make more people aware that we do cater for all abilities because a lot of the things or a lot of times when I'm doing a session, particularly on a run out where I see a lot of people down at South End, people will be commenting on how difficult it looks um, when really everyone is capable of doing it and we do cater for all abilities. So again, it's not necessarily something that I would change, but I would look into a way of what we could really like address. It. On that, so yeah, that's, good, that's like a good it. point. Well, I got asked this recently this week, someone compared us to another, <clears throat> another firm that, that split into ability groups. So it was, a, it was a phone call to someone that wanted to trial. She'd trained with... Um, 
with actually it was BMF up in up in Birmingham somewhere, and um, and she asked a question: do you, do you split ability? And we were like, no, we feel that our version of that nothing not to say that's wrong, but our version of it is that we make that, which is the point you're making. Mm-hmm. We make that the instructor's job to bridge the gap to between ability levels yep. and where people are at. Mm-hmm. And if it's, it's the instructor's um, obligation, really, to to make that happen. Yeah, it's probably, it's probably one of the hardest parts of the job. Is, well. The thing is, though, that, that ethos did come from the military. That that, that was that is a typical military boot camp thing. It's one in all. One in, in all. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, exactly but that's, the that's what thing. creates a community and a you, bond you between people. You were big on that at the start, actually. Yeah, because we talked about it, didn't we? Like, <clears> do we? Do we? That's when we come up with the whole red top, red bib thing. It was like because you become one. You're yeah. as one. Yeah, you're not because. Yes, there is, I think, benefits to putting someone in a slower group and all that kind of stuff. There is benefits to that. Controversial. It, Controversial, actually. Yeah, it is. It no, is. The, no, the bibs. We don't, we don't really do the bibs anymore. Oh, do they, do they come back? Talked, spoke about do they, they, yes, they come back? Someone spoke about them the other day. Should we bring like, them back? Do we get the bibs back? I was like, those bibs are what started COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if we want those bibs back. Bad. They were crawling out the we van. Should, we, should, we, 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 should, we should put it out there. Does anybody Shall want we put it out? <laughs> Anyone want a bib back? Especially gyms. Bloody hell. I think they're still walking. It's a good point, though, of going into... I like, instead of regressing sessions for each person... Everyone does the same thing, but instead of making it easier for the for the slowest person, you make it more difficult for, yes, for the quickest them, yeah, person. Yeah. Maybe with a weighted vest or more reps or whatever. So everyone gets the same, but instead of regressing it, you, you're going to get a few extra. Yeah, reps. Definitely, definitely that. Definitely if you finish early, do, though, isn't it? If you finish early and you're back before everyone else has done what they're doing, you're you're going to do something something different. It's always used to be the, make them do the way. Yeah, it's like being in the Marines. Yeah. You pace pace to be a winner. You think right, fuck it, I'm going to win this one. You win the run, you go and run 200 meters up a hill and back. But even though you've won it, you're now just banging out push-ups till the last person's done. Yeah. So you're not necessarily done. No. If, if you're you just made it, to work till to, still to that point. If you look at it from an output output point of view, like literally purely output, like the guy maybe that is just starting out will probably have a reduced out, output compared to the person that's been training for a long time. But everybody gets that workout. Yeah. Everybody works to their perceived limit. To that, yeah. And that's the beauty. Of, that's part of the beauty of it. One of the reasons we started, I remember. You know, we have conversations at the start when we used to try some of this stuff out. It was like, if we could just take um, the intensity and, and control the intensity. And that was one of the original kind of premises behind what we were doing. So that you go into most gyms on a Monday night, Tuesday night, a lot of people are not working out hard enough. It's like, well, we'll, we'll make sure that you get a workout. Yeah. And that was one of the things that we yeah, spoken we, about a lot. We create the environment, don't we? Yeah. That we want there and then. But that's a skill. And I think it's, yeah, 100%. And I also think from that point of view as well, it's really, really easy to put together a really, really tough, ridiculously hard workout to make people, you know, mm-hmm. that's, there's no, there's no design in that. It's got to be, you know, there's got to be some design there. I always remember you saying that to me when I first started. <coughs> it's easy to, to give someone a fresh but it's not easy yeah. to, to adapt it to every person. It is, it is, yeah, but then it just becomes mindless, isn't it? It mm. is very easy to do that. Anybody can stand, any trainer can stand in the field, put a couple of kettlebells out there and go do a thousand burpees and swing the kettlebell a hundred times or something like that. It's, 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 there's no skill set. That has happened. There's no <laughs> skill set to that. That has happened before. Isn't it? Yeah, I think that was my session last week. Actually, no, but there's there's no skill set to that, is there? No. It's 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 getting everybody at the end of the session feeling like they're in the same boat. Do you know what I mean? Whether they're ultra marathon runners or they they can't run for a bloody bus. At the end of the session, they all want to feel like they're in the same boat, and that's yeah. the important part yeah. of it. Because that's where you get that community feel from. Like, so I, I'm I'm quite big on when I partner people up and team them up, I put opposite abilities. Yeah. Fast and a slow person. Yeah. Because the faster person buggers off to do their loop or whatever, they're so quick they come back. That person's done five reps opposite way round. That other person's running 100%. so slow. Yeah. Mr. Fittest athlete, Joe in Brentwood, 
is doing a thousand Slam press ups. Thousand, well, good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's that's going to work you hard. So it, yeah. I think it's just a. It does make it harder for us as a as instructors to be able to balance that, but. But if we're not getting challenged, then it is just exactly just a job in it. Exactly. So, but I think for me, one of the biggest things I love is that it does not matter what walk of life you are when you're on that field or out wherever your location, you are treated exactly the same. And mm-hmm. I love that. That's one of the big things for me. You like this, Wayne? Yeah, just in, just in grace, just, mate. <laughs> Fine. That's what you're saying. So that kind of segues nicely into because we're talking about instructors and stuff. So one of the questions that was sent over. Was that one question we just answered? Yeah? That was one question. <laughs> <laughs> there's only there's only thirty two to go. Do we, we actually we, even answer the question? We, we, we spent most of that time trying to buy time for Will to think. <laughs> yeah, well, you've gone over my fifty words. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what training do you put your instructors through prior to taking over a site? Now I've, we've we've always been massive on this. Yeah, massive. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, we have been massive on that. So, yeah, back you drew a fitness tattoo. Yeah. So so yeah, back yeah. in the day, so back That's in the why it's taped. Back, back back in the day, everybody had to run a mile in a certain time mm. and and basically take part in a fitness test because we going back to what we were just talking about as well as, as to being that guy, if you were doing a run out, you had to be at the, the, the front of the session, the back of the session, in the middle of the session on a run out. Yep. So you've got to be quite fit. You know, that, that was something that we always considered which again was kind of borrowed really from from military military trainers, but for for me, and I know you're going to have your pennies worth on this as well, but fitness was a thing. Coming down and actually taking part of a, of a session and making sure that it's for you, it's part of the culture's part, because it's it's no good. You know, we've had guys come down; it's just not their bag. Yeah. So the first thing is come down and take part in a session. And you don't need to be the fittest or the strongest or anything like that, but you need to, you know, you need to be able to to do the session. Yeah. And that was always something that was never done anywhere else. So. There was that, take part in a session, and then we've got, you know, once someone's, you know, they're, they're a fit effectively, we've obviously got some criteria that they've got to meet in terms of being a practical instructor, which is quite lengthy. And depending on your background, um, you know, and where you've come from, what skill sets you've got, it will be X amount of hours on the floor yep. shadowing before mm-hmm. you do an assessment. So again, like it's it's not like a five minute job and everybody no. has to, the, the bar's high. We, we purposely make, the bar high because again without being disrespectful to anybody at all but the bar to get into the fitness industry is quite low so we we made sure at the very very start that anybody that came in had to be at a le- level a level practically yeah um to, to instruct it's, it's not just practically it's like the physical side of it it's the personality side of it you know standing in front of a group of people <clears throat> you've got to have a certain way about you and also going off what jim just said it's it's like a level of respect yeah if 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 you are, excuse this expression, a bag of shit as an instructor, right, the members will, won't have any respect for you. Phil, you, you can edit that out. <laughs> Just after, after my last my last one, no one cares about my swearing. I'm trying to really curb my swearing at the moment. So I apologise about the last one. I was out of my comfort zone about the PTSD. Oh, yeah. Anyway. No, but at the end of the day, you can't, you can't, what do they say? You can't trust a skinny chef. Right, you you have to you have to have someone. In, you well, have to have we've someone. We've got in front no of issues with chefs, by the way. None. <laughs> you get my point. You yeah. have to. Yeah. The, if, yeah. if, if I'm going to stand in front of the group, and I've had it over the years where people would go to me, <laughs> people would literally challenge me and go, "How do I know you can do it?" And I would go, "Challenge me any day of the week, and I will win." I'm telling you now, I win. That might sound arrogant. I might lose, but my mindset I'm, I'm pumped is with that you there. my mindset is I will beat you into the ground yep. to not lose. Yep. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's a military thing. If you, if I again go back to the Marines, oh. you, as soon as you're at Limpston, you see the PTIs. <laughs> you, you, in the they say jump. They say I was, yeah. That backfired. The PTI said jump. You didn't question it. No, you just Because you respected that yeah. they had they were Marines. You respected that they were PTIs, extremely fit, well-trained. Like, if if I was going to go through eight months of hell and have some, I don't know, some, I don't even know what to say, some shit trainer, like some PTs are going to go, oh, you're going to go and do this now. You're going to be like, mate, I bet you can even run a fucking 30-miler. You, know, you expected the, the PTI, me to do it. The PTI course as well is one of the hardest The PTI course is the as well. evily hard. I so, remember seeing them in training. You think you're working hard in training doing like camp circuits and you see the PTIs doing like two, mate, three massive, times. Like massive hats and, off to club swingers, yeah, yeah, mate. Yeah. They are, they're, they're, their course is really hard. However, because then as soon as the PTI stands in front of you and he... And, he, and he, he's on the dice in front of you in the jib. You're just like, yeah, I'm going to do as I'm told now. Because mm. there's a level of respect. And it's the same for us. Like, I can't stand in front of... I, this is just me personally. I can't stand in front of my group and tell them that they're going to drag this, carry that and do this if I couldn't do it myself. Yeah, and the Marines always used to say to us, we will never ask you to do something that we couldn't do ourselves. Yeah. And we said that from day one. I said that to you, didn't I? Mm. Like you, you have to have that a level of self-accountability and discipline and respect to, for yourself to be able to stand in front mm. of people. Like, what am I going to do? Tell them to run up that steps a hundred times. That, that's I a, couldn't do it. You know, if you can't do it yourself, don't ask them to do it. Yeah. We've that, had, sorry, mate, but we've had trainers like over the years yeah. that have made people do things and I've rung them up and gone, would you do that? Oh, I can do that. Why are you asking him to do it then? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I won't name names. But that's a, that's a, that's a culture that... You did, though. I did agree, because there's some people... That could. That's a culture that I think has run through the business from the start, and that's definitely our input. And it was Glyn's background, definitely, and there's a lot borrowed from what he's talking about with the, with the Marines there and, the, you know, and the, how that works in terms of hierarchy. But also, in the fitness industry as a whole, you do your qualification... In, in a classroom and you do a very, very kind of like clinical assessment and then you're expected to go and take people. On. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, I think we, we tops it up and change, flips it around and was like, well, you know, to, to instruct under our banner, you're going to need to be at a certain level. Yeah. And I don't think, we, we make sure that people are at the level and I think, so they can go live and start running sessions, but it still takes quite a long time you know, we always say it takes a winter to make an instructor. Yeah, it be, takes yeah, quite a yeah. while for someone to experience it. It took me, you know? I think, from September. This was back in 2018. September through to, uh, I think, my first ever session was January, and I was shadowing. I came along to every every site. I think I went to you quite a few times as well. And then it, we just built up over time. I started shadowing, and then started taking segments of sessions and half a session. It's not easy, though, is it? And then it, no, it wasn't. It no, wasn't. because it, it's, it's not, not easy. There is no one rule for it. Some people will be a lot quicker. Some no, will need a little bit more time. And I look back. Yeah, you look back now, and like the, the changes that I've made since then. I think the second ever session I did, I was covering you on a Saturday. And there was thirty-four. I remember always remember that thirty-four people at Brentwood. It was my second ever session since actually passing that instructor test, the one where, where you had to assess me. And I look back at it now, and I was like, fucking hell, like. The session I did back then to now, it, it, to be honest, probably wouldn't a lot, lot wouldn't have changed. Just confidence. It's how you deliver it. Delivery. But yeah, it's yeah. the delivery yeah. of the but session. I had, I had I had the bollocks about me back then just to go in and step in and do it. And I'm not sure what, what or why that was, but I think it's just down to the amount of hours that I actually shadowed and yeah. and went through and watched it's it. It's also so. belief in what we're doing. Mm -hmm. like if you don't believe it and you're like talking the message in front of people, how can yeah. you 
expect your clients to believe what we do. Funny though, because you are making me think on that note, we probably could do it, getting all the instructors together again. Well, the thing, like, that, that's the, the thing, like, in the, in, in the background, in the background, we've been talking for months on this side, we just haven't evolved it yet, mm. is the ongoing instructor development. Instructor, yeah. That's mm. the stuff that we're looking at trying to implement and change. I know we've done some feedback questionnaires and the next round are going out in the next couple of weeks. <clears throat> just people moving but around it's constantly, yeah, it's it's constantly really important for me changing. to shadow different people. But you know what, it's, sorry. Go on. I'm trying not to keep jumping in, Wes. You're a good mate. I'm feedback. <laughs> yeah, feedback. feedback. <laughs> We're two questions in, by the way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I lost my train of thought now. What was I saying? We're talking about... Refocus. Think, no. think protein right. and then refocus back in, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably juicing <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I've got some beef jerk. <laughs> we, do, we do need to, to get the team together. And Absolutely. what it does is when it, it reminds you, right, of what the members are going through. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I was to get all the instructors together and put you through a real tough session, I'm going to tell you now, you're going to be like, oh shit. Now I remember what it's like because you do forget. <clears throat> and you know, I remember Jules many years ago. I remember when he first started, uh, you know, he'd been in the army for a while. And he, he got, the, got the idea of it. And I remember taking him to a session in Brentwood and thrashing him. Shout and out to Jules. Raving. Shout out to Jules, by the way. He got Jules. the ump, right? And he rem- I'm sure if he listens to this, he'll remember this. He got the ump with me during the session because he'd forgotten what it was like to be on the shitty end of the stick. Yeah. And I think every now and then you, you do, need yeah. a reminder. Which a humble is, pie. Yeah, which Absolutely. is why, uh, I'm digressing here, which is why personally I put myself through shitty training, constantly remind, humbles you. Mm-hmm. And I do think we do probably need to get the team back together and basically give a bit of a humbling session, a bit like I'd, our training I'd, session. I'd feel like yeah, it does yeah. though, doesn't it? Like yeah. all jokes aside. I, mean, I did, yeah, did a session with Glenn a couple of months ago and different style of training, more of what I wanted to move into. And yeah, he absolutely fucked me up. But no, but it, it, I, did it, a, I did a similar session with him that was years ago. seven years ago I mean, yeah, and I mate, still get flashbacks. I remember getting to the end of the first segment, we were like an hour in, I'm like, oh, what, like, is this the last bit? And it's like, no, about, about halfway through. We've <laughs> got another thing to do, do now. Do, and then we got this. I think as instructors, again, it's self-discipline, but it's also it's also as as a team it feels good to be together. It yeah, it does. I just I just think part of the bigger picture, part of the bigger brand. So everyone's working. We've all got the same message. We want to mm. get it out, and it's just nice to be around yeah. the table together. It just doesn't always feel like that, unfortunately. From a values point of view as well, like you, again, as you you like talking, you sort of think about it. I feel like a charlatan, right? If I wasn't putting myself in out, out of that comfort zone a couple of times a week and make you know hanging on to you know like interval running or whatever it is you're doing, you're doing an interval session. I'd feel, I, wouldn't be, I don't think I'd be able to stand up at the front and run a session because I'd feel like an absolute charlatan if yeah. I wasn't doing something like that myself. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There's got to be like a values, you know, value sort of system in there that, you know, that, that kind of, because everything you guys are saying there, it, it kind of like comes back to the same thing, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, and I think that's important. It's very, it'd be very, very easy. And it goes back to the, the previous question as well. You know, you, you do other sessions and whatever, you know, where, you know, people laying sessions out and they're not realistic sessions because you think, well, if you're asking someone to give a minute max effort on something and then give them 20 seconds off, no chance. That's insane, isn't it? Like if you're going to do a minute, you're going to need a couple of minutes out, like recover, you know? So try, try doing something for a minute with, <laughs> right. over the next couple of days. Mate, listening to you is hard Good. enough. Good. Good. <laughs> All right. That's not bad for you either. It's not bad for you. I gave you eye contact and everything then. Right, moving on, because you are a lot of taking forever. We have got loads of questions. Go, go. We're going to go for five in this. Um, how many days should I work out? Or what? That's it. That's it. What, what we're trying to achieve. It's not specific enough. Yes, it needs yes, to be yes. for what your goal is, for what, what you're trying to your achieve. Age, your, your, okay, okay, let's, 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 let's go from off the back. Generalise it. Generalise yeah. it. Okay. Right, what's, so what's the average age? So we're going to target this towards boot campers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
What's the average age? 35 to 45. Yeah, mid-phase. Right. Recovery, sleep, lifestyle. It's a really hard one to answer, isn't it? I'd say, I mean, you could train, you, you can train twice a day. You but think, are you recovering? You are eating? Are you sleeping? Are you yeah. highly stressed? If you are, then you can't train twice a day. Do you, you know, think that boot camp is something that should be completed five days a week or do you think it should be split up with some other form of exercise alongside it? Good question. I've, I've always said that I'm a believer that you should have different styles of training. Mm -hmm. I don't, just because we run a certain style of exercise, a certain training regime, I've never said that's the one thing you should stick to. Mm -hmm. I'm a, you know, we spoke about this in the previous conversation about being a hybrid athlete. I do think it's important to be able to do different things. Mm -hmm. Like we, we, you know, ours is endurance, it's, it's body weight, it's, it's conditioning, you know, but does that mean that someone shouldn't go to the gym and lift heavy deadlifts or squats mm. a couple of times a week? No. Yeah. Does that mean that someone shouldn't go and run half marathons once a week? No. You know, so it's a really hard question to answer that one. It depends who asked Indiv the question. It's also, indiv it's very you know, Are they a 20 year old or are they a 50 year old? Do you know who asked it? I'd have to go back for it. I couldn't okay. go on the top of my head. How many times a week? So, oh, I, I mean, really, you're talking what? I mean, if, look at it like time scale. I said this to one of my clients the other day, right? I said to her, I went, how many times a week you train? She's like, three times a week. I went, three hours a week. She was like, yeah. I went, how many hours in a week? She just looked at me and went, you get where I'm going with this, don't you? What's the percentage of only three hours out of a whole week? Nothing. Mm. It's nothing. Do you know what I mean? So, really, you should be training... I like to say five days a week. I was going to say five to, five to, you know, five days really, a yeah. couple of days off. One With one, adequate rest within there. Yeah, one completely doing nothing really, like full, proper rest and one low activity, mm -hmm. you know, going out for walk, cycle, swim, that kind of stuff. I like, for my, for my split specifically, and I don't know if this would work for anyone else, but I always train within a week, three days on, one day off, two days on, one day off, three days on, one off, two on, one off consistently. And that works perfectly for me because I don't like having two rest days in a row. Back so the one back. thing I'd I'd say back to that being <clears throat> considerably older than you is listen yeah. to your body. Yeah, yeah. We were saying about the Garmin's, right? So my Garmin yesterday told me to literally, I woke up and he went, rest, do not train. I ignored it, mm -hmm. trained, hard session yesterday. This morning, I'm surprised it hasn't given me some sort of like shock. <laughs> Because it's like, do not train. Because I feel it today. It's, and not, talk, it's not talking to you, is it? <laughs> Basically, yeah. You're on time out. You've got to listen to your body. Like today, I important. generally feel like from doing track sprints and God knows what else, beginning this, I feel tired. My body is hurting today. Like I can't recover like I did when I was 20 years old. Mm. So, you know, what I am I doing? I'm not doing anything today. I, as much as I want to, I have to rest today because I'm not going to have anything left in me tomorrow. Yeah. You know, I so listen to your body. We're talking probably top 15, 20 percentile here of people that work out regularly. And work out regularly, stat-wise, is about just under three times a week. Mm. So if you're someone that works out regularly, then I think what, you, what you're both saying applies. If we're talking about someone that doesn't do anything, which is 80% of the population, I think you know, you're looking at sort of three times a week. Yeah. And if they were doing nothing to into exercise and they were doing three sessions a week, and it was, I don't know, a run and a couple of boot camp sessions or three boot camp sessions. I think the, the attraction of, of what we do in terms of an offering is that it's quite broad. Yeah. You know, you can come, come down to our sessions. You haven't got to think about anything. You get told what to do. Your intensity, as we were talking about earlier, gets managed. And basically, you'll get a very good base level of fitness to let you go and do anything. Mm -hmm. How many people do you spoke to that are like, my, five, my 5K time has gone through the roof? Funny that, you yeah. know, we, we, we're covering X amount probably that, that relates to, you know, about 5K time during, during a session, most sessions. 
we're conditioning people, we're high intensity, fit in comparison to body weight. So it's a good all-rounder. And I think some of that comes back from um, the military connections again. It's like it's like basic training, isn't it? It gives you a good platform mm. to go and do anything. And then you need to be a little bit more specific with your training. Now, if you want to go more strength, then you pull, you pull in that direction. If you want to run, then you start to be specific about, about what, you're, mm. what, what you're doing. But I think as a base... Uh, the offering is solid and, and that's why we're still here it's 17 years I was 16, just want to touch on quickly as well I don't know how to word this properly but <clears throat> someone like me and you or anyone here that <clears throat> why not Wes training <laughs> <laughs> training is a regular part of our lives why not Wes well training is a regular part of our lives right you feel like is if, that a red if light if you don't Wait, train <laughs> uh, this is going to go straight out of my head if you look keep going on it's gone out of my head 50p is going to run that was about 100 words ago mate actually so uh, it's gone out my head. Nice sorry, sorry, Will. <laughs> You've absolutely done. So, okay, man. so yeah, so well, fitness is a regular part of our lives, so it's something that we consistently do. And if I don't train, then I, I feel like I haven't achieved something out of my day. Um, I think it's important for those people that training isn't the most enjoyable part of their day to have structure. So I know what you said about listening to your body. So you don't need to have specific days where you take rest days. But I also think it's just as important to have structure in the days that you're training. Mm. For example, I'm going to train every week consistently, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I'm going to stick to that. Even if you are aching on those days, it's important to stick to those days. I feel like if people start putting off those days, if you get to a Wednesday and you're like, well, I should probably take a rest day, but that's your regular training day, what are the chances of you repeating that session tomorrow? You're probably not going to. So my point there is that structure's probably equally or if not more important than just listening to your body and taking yeah, rest no, it's days. It's a fair point. It is hmm? a fair point. Because I always say, like people say to me, how often do you train? I say, I plan to train every day. Mm -hmm. But life dictates that I don't train every day. Yeah. But that's a good idea as well. Why not plan to train every day? And the days that you do need to take rest days, you just take your rest because days. Because then again, I think that like, a lot of that comes down to experience. Yeah. Do you know also what I mean? being and, disciplined and not going, yeah. oh, I'll do it tomorrow and then tomorrow's the because rest day. Because I've pro mm -hmm. had, we're probably, I've had this conversation loads of times. For me, it's a priority. Mm -hmm. Holiday, for first holiday, goes, no yeah. matter what I do, it's on the top of my list. Apart I say that from to my clients. Apart from getting the kids to school, yeah. like it's, it is a priority to train. Without yeah. question, it will happen. Unless like today, I'm in bits and I'm tired. So There's what, so much white noise out there, isn't there? Like, we're, we're talking from a you know position where we, we're around it all the time and we're making decisions based on what we know over an, an experience and stuff. There's so much white noise out there that, you know, someone that's just getting into fitness, like it, it's, you know... I think if someone's just getting into fitness, <clears throat> like complete newbie, go down the route that Will's just saying, structure, say, structure. right, you know, and to be fair, yeah, if I was, if I, I'll probably pretty much say that to people that have like working nine to five, city jobs, whatever, you have to structure it. You like 12 o'clock, I'm going to go to the gym, you know, wherever it is in their building for 45 mm. minutes, three times, whatever it might be. They have to, you have to structure it in, in the same way that, you know, I don't know. You're going to get your hair done you put every couple in. of weeks. We've got a meeting yeah. in or whatever it might but be. It's also, it's, put it's, it in the diary. It's structuring realistic targets as well. This is what I was about to say. You, want to, you always so want to start at the minimum. If you're new and this is something that is going to be a new venture for you in the fitness journey and you want to start doing regular sessions, the first time I have a call with someone with a client, I will say, let's set realistic targets. Set what is the minimum? Mm. They say two days a week. I'm like, cool, two days a week's fine. If you aim, because your motivation's high right now, if you say, right, I'm, fucking, I'm going to do six days a week, seven days a week, you're not going to stick to that. And it's going to give you a bit of a sad on because you're not going to be able to achieve that. And then because of that, your motivation is going to be low. You're going to come off track. So it's important yeah. to set realistic targets. Start at two days a week. Once you started nailing that after two weeks, right, I've made sure I've hit those sessions. 
both days, both weeks. Now I can progress to three yeah. days and just slowly build things up like that over time. It's, it's going to give you the best chance. So of individual question for you three and me as well, I guess. What motivates you when you're feeling like you don't want to work out? Working out. I know that I always feel better after that session. I know the feeling of it. Yeah, I 100% know the feeling of it. I feel like training for me gives me energy as opposed to draining it away from me. I always feel feel good after it. Discipline, simple as that. Yeah. It it is as simple as that. It's not, it's, uh, and to go off of what Will said, you you do it long enough, you know that you're better for it. Like genuinely, you're a better person for yeah, it. I think like, you get to a stage where you actually understand that, and it yeah, becomes. Yeah, like I go on holiday, like, and my missus will literally know. She'll be like, "You need like she'll know I need to go and train." Yeah, yeah. because I, I will be <laughs> a better person yeah. once I've come back from it. Yeah, give me if we're going out. I'll, I mention holiday because you, you're supposed to be doing stuff with the kids. Give me thirty minutes. Give mm. me thirty minutes, and I'll burping myself till I fall on the floor. And by the end of it, I might be bollocks right but give me 10 minutes to recover and i'm good as gold good as gold yeah because it's that do you know what i mean so mm-hmm. it's it, it's discipline more than motive like, i'm not the amount of times like people will never see this a bit like david goggins talked about it. he said the amount of times i've stare at my trainers before i go for a run he goes i can sit there for an hour two hours staring at my trainers but he will eventually get out there and do it because he calls it that one second once i was watching a podcast on the other day because it is one second decision it's yeah. that one second split decision in your head where you're like Okay, I can't be asked to do that today. Within that one second. Then you live with regret. Yeah. Then Within that one second, you make that decision yeah. and you go and do it. It's the same thing as waking up early. If you, if you don't want to get up in the morning because you're comfy and you don't have to, you make that one split second split decision. As soon as your alarm goes off, right, fucking get up straight away. Because if, if you leave it longer than a second, you're going to fucking get your head down again. Going on from something you said, you were saying earlier about structure for people, one massive thing about people getting into exercise as well, whatever it is you end up doing, whatever it is, You've got to enjoy it. Oh, 100%, if, you, if you don't yeah. enjoy it, you're never yeah. going to stick at it 100%. in a million years. So make sure it's enjoyable for you, mm. whatever it is. And I think for me, one of the drivers for me, and I would, we'd already speak, Glenn's kind of saying it in a different way as well. Part of it is I couldn't be around fitness and be in fitness and not be doing it and myself. Not be doing it. That's, I don't know why, mm. where that comes from, but that's a massive driver for me. And I think also it gets to the point where you've been doing it for such a long time, it's literally part of who you are. You identify with what well, I train. Yeah. If I go on holiday, same as you, I murder myself on holiday, then I can just eat what I like. But that is a healthy, that's a healthy relationship. You yeah. know, people, like, how many over the years, if, I mean, I know I've had it, people just go, well, you're obsessed. Mm. Yeah. Is that such a bad thing to be it's obsessed really with being healthy? No. It's part like, of your lifestyle. It's mental, isn't it, how mm. people can look at you and go, you're, you're obsessed with that. Like, well, yeah, I am actually, and I'm very proud of that fact. But pull, pull and push your own body weight be able to run a certain distance mm-hmm. in, in a certain amount of time it's all useful stuff to have about you so I mean if you if you if you, you can't stop working you know you, 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 do you know what I mean yeah absolutely Just, yeah like, function fu- yeah but the biggest the the biggest compliments I've ever had is when a, a bloke would walk up to me in the gym and say you train hard how old are you and I go 42 they're like you're not 42 and you're like yeah and they're like Jesus, that is a comp. No, but it, the point is, it's consistency. And you can say get a number. And this can say anything. How many numbers are you? Just gonna stay professional. Only for your brother, mate. No, fair <laughs> fair enough. Do you get my point? Yeah, it's yeah. because it's because my life is a con- is is of obsession of training and consistency. That is a compliment because other blokes are going, oh, really? And they're like, well, I'm 38 and I look 10 years older than you, or whatever it is. But the compliment is in the fact that. My life is a consistent, evolving 
thing of exercise mm. and training. And if that's my obsession, then so be it. You know what I mean? And I don't obsession. think that's a bad thing to have. It's, not no. it's part of your lifestyle. You know, because yeah. I say I want to be 50, 60 years old and people go, you're pretty good going. You can still run. You can still do this. And you're how old? It's like, yeah, that, that's, that's a good feeling. You know what I mean? Like, who ac- doesn't want to be? It's, pro- not, not, it's not, not an accident. Yeah, no, but the problem accident. is, it's you know like I mean? the, re- the reason you've got 35, 42, 45 year olds that are in a shit shape, let's get it right, looking like shit, feeling like shit, eating shit, right? It's because they've their lifestyle has just dwindled downhill. Because mm-hmm. I said to you, there's a, a study done about, you know, testosterone within males, and they say that, yes, our testosterone does diminish over time as you get older. But it's actually your lifestyle that makes your testosterone plummet faster mm-hmm. because you get more stressed, you have kids, you're up early, you're not lifting weights, you're not training hard. You know, that whole, your lifestyle is so different from yeah. your 20s. You can't recover, you don't sleep so well. Guess what that does? It makes your testosterone mm. do that. All those you look you more like shit, you hold about help, fat. Help you maintain you, that natural test level. Yeah, mm. and, and guess what it is? It's... Eating relatively whole foods most of the time. It's lifting weights. It's lifting your body weight. It's running, exercise, Mm. fresh air. That is going to make you a much better 50-year-old. Everything we should be doing, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. Right, last question question on this this one. um, Because we could be here for about seven hours doing this. Um, What effect does alcohol have on training and results? Can I, uh, can I go first? Oh, go, Swede. Go, we're, Swede. We're, we're, we're all going like this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we all know about anabolic steroids, right? Anabolics build up. Basically, having alcohol in your system for any period of time sends your body catabolic, which is the breakdown of muscle. So as Glenn's saying, if you're, if you're putting loads of time, energy, resources into, and especially as we age, what's important is to keep muscle. We, we tend to lose muscle over time as a result of reduced testosterone levels. So... Keeping muscle in our body and keeping our strength up is really, really important and something we should prioritise as we age. And essentially, having alcohol in your system, unfortunately, reduces that effect. So you, if you're training three and four times a week and you're strength training, drinking alcohol on a regular basis is going to hinder um, your results on keeping, keeping strong and keeping muscle tone high. It's, it's catabolic, which has got some you know, significant effects against your metabolic rate as well. So... It's an issue, you know. So it's it's an issue, and you you know you, you're seeing younger. There's definitely a shift, I think, with younger people that are definitely moving away from like a bit of a drink culture. It's, but, there's so much to be said about alcohol, isn't there? Oh my God, yeah, yeah. How long we got that's left? why I've gone with the last one. Got last question. The, the thing is, the thing is, as well with alcohol is it's known. Like so, when we sleep, we talk about sleep early and the importance of recovery. Alcohol doesn't allow your body to fall into REM sleep, which mm-hmm. is the sleep mm-hmm. we need for recovery, right? They did it. So I was with a, um, a Marine a few years ago. He's really high up in the core. And he was telling me about a study they did with um, SF lads. And they gave them a unit of alcohol and tested their sleep and their heart rate and stuff. And they, fa- they figured out that they weren't, they only one unit of alcohol, they weren't recovering. They weren't falling into REM sleep. Mm. So when you get really pissed and people say, I'm have a glass of wine because it makes me fall asleep better. You, you, you basically fall unconscious. You don't actually fall into the deep recovery sleep that we need. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, you, you're like, so you're not actually recovering. You just you go, ah, ah, dribbling. <laughs> like, you're not Homer Simpson. <laughs> Visually, oh, that is worth watching just for that. <laughs> but you don't recover because of the alcohol prevents you falling into that deep yeah. sleep. And then guess what? You wake up in the morning, you feel groggy. Oh, I've got to train today. There's, something that- there's so many... 
And I'm not, not, not saying that you shouldn't have a drink, but that's one thing you should really limit. If you're, if you're on a journey, and like, just to jump in as well, Pauline Earnshaw has been a member for, what, 16 years or something like that, whatever. I was chatting her through her... Uh, um, she likes to drink. Don't you, Pauline? Loads of people. Loads she of likes people to drink. Like yeah. So she messaged me literally yesterday and said, I took your advice. I was like, after 15 odd years, thanks, thanks for that. She cut out her alcohol and showed me her sleep app. The sleep yeah, yeah. from as soon as she stopped was so improved. Literally, you should have seen the graph. Mm. It dramatically changed like that. She said, and I've cut it out and the, I feel so much better yeah. from not having a glass of wine before I go to bed. It Massive, massive, massive change. I always, um, I always look at this from a fat loss point of view as well. It's like, to me, I don't drink specifically. I haven't had a drink in like two and a half years properly. The effects, I, I can't really speak on the effects that has for me because I've never really experienced it properly. But in a fat loss perspective, I have had clients that have just cut out alcohol completely. And that has been the gap between them actually gaining weight and then putting themselves into a deficit. So they haven't changed their diet at yeah. all. They've just cut out alcohol entirely. And within a month, they're, they're a stone down just from cutting out alcohol because they're <clears> having so many liquid calories. But I think it has such a negative effect over time. And I just call them wasted calories because I don't drink myself. So I don't, I don't find them important. I just feel like liquid calories are wasted calories. But if someone was to overconsume at the weekend, it was all going to start from alcohol because you go out on a Friday night, you drink too much. You then eat something that's really shitty and high in calories you hung over the next day, so you eat something that's more shitty. You might go out again, have more alcohol. That's another 1,500 calories up. So like 10 drinks kind of going to be around 1,500 calories. And then you eat something shit again the next day. And then that's the, the gap between you being in a deficit to so actually being in a surplus and gaining weight over time. So I think alcohol is actually one of the main causes of um, not just nutrition, but actually specifically alcohol as to why people are, are gaining a, a lot of weight over time. It's a, it's a depressant it's a, as well. It doesn't do anything good for your motivation. Not Nothing. No. I'm sorry, but there are people that I go, oh, I can still have a drink and this, that, and the other. You might be very disciplined, but there's nothing comes from drinking alcohol. What's your body? Mm. If you talk about the calories from alcohol, right? You, if you take, you know, people say, oh, eating a slice of pizza, right? It's carbs, it's fats, it's protein. Your body's going to utilize it, break it down, mm. turn it into energy. Mm. What the fuck is your body going to do with alcohol? Nothing. No. It can't use it as an energy, as an energy source. Yeah, it's got nothing, is it? It's a, exactly what That's you just really, said. It's I a complete, dead, dead calories. It's a complete wasted calories. calories. Yeah. Apart from the fact you're drinking it, which is your body, you're just going to be like, well, it's done nothing. It's just adding calories. Your body can't use that as a fuel system. Mm -hmm. yeah. So again, it's just the, it's the worst form of calories you can do. It's, it's depressive. It, it's just it's the worst thing you can do. The um, one of the, you know, talking about the quality of sleep as well. One of the drivers of sleep is the amount of adenosine in your in your system at any one time, which is anybody's heard of ATP, which is what we use of energy. So the more that we use energy during the day, there's something called adenosine which builds up during the day. And when we get to a certain level, it's adenosine that drives us feeling tired. So when you start to feel really sleepy, like when Will's talking, we start to feel really, really, really tired. <laughs> I listen to Will's podcast he to go to sleep. <laughs> He didn't even break stride. No, I don't so <laughs> Seven minutes is my limit and then I'm out. <laughs> His voice is just so, so good to sleep. Just through. one time. But basically, <laughs> adenosine is a driver. He's a driver for sleep, right? When we get to a certain level, so you, the more active you are, the more tired you get. It makes loads of sense. So when we sleep and we get REM sleep as glinsane, we wipe down that, that adenosine. But the thing is, if we're drinking alcohol, we don't get REM sleep. So we don't wipe down the adenosine in our system. And we wake up and we feel tired. That's why you feel tired when you wake up with alcohol. And then the other thing, as Will's touched on there as well, from a sciencey point of view, you've got that going on, which is one element. The second element is 
if you haven't had sleep, you haven't had proper sleep, you, you wake up and you haven't recovered properly, you're going to make poor decisions mm-hmm. around how many, how many people have you dealt with, oh, all joking aside, that, that go out on a, on a bender and have a couple of nights out and then over the next 48 hours, that's when the damage is done. Yeah, it's ruined. Yeah. It ruins it. It triggers It writes off because behavior. you already think that there's a couple of reasons why that happens is you can't make actual sensible decisions when you've had alcohol, when you're drunk. So you just think, fuck it, I'm just going to go and eat this. But also mm. you look back and you'd be like, oh shit, like I, I ate this much calories last night. I drank this, I had drunk this amount of, of liquid calories. That's my week written off anyway. I may as well just fucking write it off a little bit more and just ruin today and then get back to it on Monday. Oh, Monday. Yeah, it's just, just a typical cycle. Start Monday, yeah, Monday yeah. cycle. And then, and, then cycle. and then there's the, you know, the, the, the depressive side of it, like in the yeah. area, it makes you feel, you know, from a, Psychological point of view, which are completely, it's a completely mm, different aspect of it. Yeah. That's really huge. The amount of alcohol people actually consume, like, yeah. I find out like some clients are having like between a couple, they'll share like a bottle of wine a night. That to me yeah. was like, fucking yeah. Hell. yeah that's that's it, the amount of, of people that you know that, <clears throat> and I, I, I kind of get it. It's like it's it's their vice. It's the thing that they enjoy. They like to go, you know, after work and have a pint of beer and all that kind of stuff. It's not, not, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody can ever say there's anything wrong with that, mm-hmm. but you need to understand the ramifications of that one that could turn into two, then three, then four. Yeah. You, know, under, you know, start to take ownership of yourself and understand mm. that I'm going to go out for a beer with my mates after work to the pub quickly, but tomorrow's another day. I've got, got, I've got a train because it's good for me. I've got this, all these things to do. Be disciplined, isn't it? Let's just have the one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like... And I know we can all joke because especially in my military community, we all laugh and we joke just the one because when I go out of that lot, it's never one. Yeah. It's one and then you're, you, you wake up in a coma. That's just the way the military is, right? <laughs> However, you, I think people that like to have it, like they're busy at work and, you know, I always go back to city people because their lifestyle is very much, very stressful. They stop work at six, oh, six, whatever. They walk through Devonshire Square. We've all seen it at Devonshire Square, all right? Walk past the pub at half six in the evening it is fucking yeah. ramoed everyone having a beer because yeah, yeah. that is their release there's nothing wrong with that no. but take ownership that if you want serious results and you go a one beer two beer three beer you're not going to sleep very well the next day you're probably not going to prep food take lunch you don't have to prep that's too bodybuildery that yeah but make sensible decisions because you're going to yeah, feel yeah, like you're not going to train not gonna, it's just going to yeah. snowball yeah do you know what I mean? I so, have the discussion with clients all the time and they're like, we'll get a month in with their first month, they lost no weight and we look at their weekends and the amount of alcohol they're consuming and they'll even say it themselves, they'll be like, yeah, my, my issue is I drink too much alcohol and I'm like, well, what, what are you going to do about it? It needs to be, your health needs to be a priority over going out and right, what, what are we saying now? What are we saying? So some, someone, be realistic, right? <clears> if you've got, there is a massive drink culture in this this, this country and they're massive. Yeah. Especially in London and the city. And, after work, you know, right? I think it's probably unrealistic to say to someone, you, you can't drink. It is unrealistic. So it, what are we saying? I, I, I think if you're going to drink, maybe keep it to one day a week mm-hmm. and be sensible about it. And also what, what you're drinking. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like on, on a serious note, there are, there are, you know, we all respond differently to different drinks. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, vodka is probably one of the lesser calorie, cleaner ones. You're mm-hmm. less likely to wake up feeling a bit groggy. Not saying that's everyone. Personally, like if I had flipping a glass of wine, I'd... You'd, like my head would be banging. Quite calorific. Do you know what I mean? Sure. And beer just makes you feel like shit. 200 calories a pint, 10 beers. It's like eating a Mars bar, isn't it? You wouldn't go out and eat 10 Mars bars, would you? But I think, I think. It's like just dead, <laughs> dead calories. It is dead. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. Ask for it when you have a, a pint of beer, ask for a top. You yeah. know, top it off with a bit of some, yeah. you know, water it down a little mm. bit. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. try and make sensible decisions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Make sure you've eaten well, you've been active that day, you've drunk, you're hydrated, because we all know that alcohol is going to dehydrate the shit out of you, and that's, that's bad. So 
hydrate, make sure you're hydrated. Just, I, I know this seems like a lot to think about, but what we're trying to say is no one's saying that you can't go and have a drink mm. because it is unrealistic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of people that I know, they're not going to not go and have a drink after work because yeah, they enjoy it. And it's like saying to someone, you're like, you want to lose weight, you're never to eat chocolate anymore. Well, guess what? They're never going to stick to that fucking diet, are mm. they? If you completely no. tell them 100%. to cut out the one thing they fucking enjoy. Don't want to feel like we're alcohol bashing here, but no. I, can't, yeah, no, I, can't, I can't see us getting an alcohol-based sponsor anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, also, it's about being accountable to your results yeah, and what you want. If you, yeah. want to, if you want to have that, that beer or wine or whatever it is, Expect Do your that. results to take but a bit longer. But then you've got to think, right, yeah, how long have I set myself back now? Mm. Mm. If I'm going to lose a whole day, then I've got to make up another day somewhere. Mm. Yeah. And it's about being accountable and then just forward thinking with it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We covered a lot of ground there. That was quite a lot, a lot of light, wasn't it? Right, guys, like and subscribe. Please share this. I hope you guys got a little bit of information from the boys. Um, we will do another Q&A because we have got loads and loads of questions as well. So, um, yeah, keep sharing it. And if you've got any other questions or any other feedback for the boys, please send it over to us. Thank you very much.